Welcome to the 20versity podcast, a show created exclusively for you guys, parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. Yes, I am a mom of twins. I'm also the founder of Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having Two. Now, our goal here at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, you laugh at the little things, and we get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And I'm hoping that's what this podcast is about to do. Now, shall we get this party started? Welcome to Twiniversity. What would we do without Dr. Brown's? I actually don't even know if Dr. Brown is a real person. I'm going to go with the assumption that it is. <laughs> but Dr. Brown's is the number one parent's choice of twins here at Twiniversity when it comes to bottle feeding your babies. Now, they don't just make bottles, although I strongly recommend you check those out. And if you're going to buy them, go for the nine ounce wide neck. Trust me, you'll thank me later. But they also make breastfeeding products, teething products, some cool little wipes and a bunch of other stuff. So I strongly recommend that if you have no idea who Dr. Brown is, first of all, we go look them up. But secondly, we go to drbrownsbaby.com to check out all their cool products that you're definitely, definitely going to want for your kiddos. Why, hello there, Lauren. Hello. You're looking beautiful today with your, are those new glasses? Um, they, they're reading glasses and they help, it, they help oh, me not get, um, headaches when I'm on the computer. This is what happens and now. the blue light. For senior citizens like you. Amazon. I get like a five pack of them because I lose them all the time. That's, is that one of the first things that like, you know, you're old when? When you have to buy multi-packs of reading glasses. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have them in like every bag, my backpack in the car, even I leave them. But I wouldn't say you're old, though. You're just, you My know, eyes are old. Your eyes are old. Yeah, we're, I'm not going with that we're old yet. I know we are. It's fine. At the time of this taping, I'm either 46 or 47. I actually don't know. And you're younger I get than very I confused. Am. I'm 47. I'm, so you're Okay, 47. so then I'm 46. Mm -hmm. Then that's easy. There we go. I'll just ask you how old you are every time. And then I'll and then have we'll to be think fine. about it. Yeah, that's I'll it. Oh. Wrong age. oh, guys, I'm I'm Nat. By the way, hi everybody. That's Lauren Oak. Hi. She is our resident doula, lactation consultant, bestie, um, snack oh. maven, um, yes, editorial content extraordinaire. <laughs> what else do you do? I don't know. I do a little bit of everything. You're a dabbler. I am. I like to dabble. You are. You're definitely I'm not scared definitely dabbler. of. Uh, I'm not scared of a challenge and new things. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. Like, like, and honestly, I think that the people that surround us, they're all pretty much the they're same. All like that. Yeah. We surround Except maybe one with... in our group. We'll let them oh. figure out who they are. Uh -oh, they're going to listen circle. to this and they're all going to look at each other. <laughs> are we going to listen to this? Let's be honest <laughs> out of our circle of friends. So, yeah. So um, me and Lauren back during the pandemic, I have like several groups of friends, right? Do you, Lauren, you have like school friends, right? Like you yes. have Chrissy. And so like, yes, that's another yes, circle, yes. but it's not like you're choosing to isolate your friend no, circles. It just, it just happens. Although Chrissy and Lisa are friends now. The way okay, you then I'm going to get upset. Now I'm like, now well, I'm left out. Next time you come out, I'll bring you over to Chrissy's. Okay. That would make me feel better. Okay. That would really make me feel better. So during the pandemic, I had all these, these different friends that I desperately wanted to see, even via Zoom. And I was like, I can't have another Zoom cocktail night. I'm going to need a liver transplant. It's going to be bad. <laughs> so, so I decided to merge yes. my friend groups and made them. So it's really friends and family because there's mm -hmm. family yes. members in our group. Yes. And that's it. And the rest, and we still have a group chat going 70, three seven years, years later. later. Three years later, we're still buddies. It's it's really it were, great. It started out bigger and it's faded, but now there's a solid group. Yeah. I forgot who was in our the original group. We're really faded. It, it, was, it was, there was more people. There were definitely a few more people who would come to like game night on Friday. Yes. But they and weren't like they, real. They were just like droppers by. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is like the real deal. We're like the core yeah. group now. Yes. But it's like we really it's so funny because everybody is from a different walk of life and not everybody has twins. 
Yep. Right. So there's like the twin moms and then there is, you know, my neighbor friends and then there's my family friends and then there's like people from the kids school. So mm-hmm. it's really I'm so happy that that worked out. And I love that your common thread would be technically me. Yes. Well, everybody, the whole in the group, the common thread is you. But now, as everybody's now gotten together, we realize that there's we have all a lot in and common. And we keep in touch, of, oh, oh, like outside of you. Sort Thank of. goodness. Yes. <laughs> Which is allowed. Sorry. Yes. I no. offend you. I'm not. I'm not that I'm not offended by. But I but one of the things that the reason why I'm saying that is because I think that we really utilize each other to bounce ideas off of and then when we're stressed and it's so nice to have people that are old friends and new friends yes right because like your old friends you're like i know what she's going to say about this i could already predict it but the newer friends by the way my mom is full on having a party i don't know if you would hear i can't hear no the cheering what is she doing i don't know what she's doing (laughs) oh now i hear something okay yeah. Also known as the door is closed, by the way, and I have soundproofing on it. And yet this is still how loud it okay. is. Right. So anyway, older friends, you know, kind of what their script's going to be. And it's nice to have newer friends to say, yeah, like I, I have to run this idea by you. Did yes. you find like even now, right? So three years into this, do you think that you could predict what people's answers are going to be if you have a particular struggle? Uh, kind of. I think I've okay. gotten to know a lot of the, the ladies in the group pretty well. Yeah. And they're all like smart, funny and uh, like resourceful and they give great advice. So there's I not a ding dong out of any of them. None of them are like, uh, I don't like that one. I love them all. I do. Me too. I love our peoples, but I really know like sometimes, honestly, as crazy as this sounds, if I'm looking for a particular answer to something that I, I feel like I could skew the group based on who I ask. Okay. So if I ask like you, when I know that you're like more open-minded about something than somebody mm-hmm. else, I would aim the question at you so you can start the conversation. <laughs> and then steer I'll, I'll remember that next time. I'm, I've been doing me. it for years. It's great. Nobody's even nobody's even picked up on this, by the way. If you ever see me like address a specific question, like to be honest, in our in our group, I would say not that the others aren't, but I would say you probably are the most nurturing. Ah, well, it's in my nature to be and my job is being nurturing. I know it's just who I am. You well, it is who you are. So I'm like, okay, if I need comforting, like I would go to you. Okay. See, isn't that good? And I don't know if other people, and I think like other people, I don't know if I'm like the, the female dog of the group. I don't know what, I don't want to like, I want to say B-I-T-C-H is what I was going to say, but I was trying not to curse. (laughs) So I don't want to say alpha, but like, I think that sometimes I could be a little bit pushier than some of the other people. Not really, honestly. No. Nobody in our group really could be pushed around. pushy. No. Except Genevieve. We could push her around. (laughs) Oh, poor Genevieve. We'll make her always so mean to her. (laughs) Oh, I'm really not. It's really my sister. Shame. (laughs) She have like a a fake, I don't know if it's fake actually, jealousy type of thing. It's totally fake. It's totally fake. We grew up together. So yeah, yeah, like Jen, Jen always, Jen was a single child. So Jen always had stuff that we didn't have, my sister and I. So we would be like, Jen would have like new clothes and I would be in my sister's party dresses. Totally. But that really was true, Lauren. Honestly, you saw the picture that she put up on the other day. Did you see that dress she was in? (laughs) See, so like that. And that's kind of what topic that we're going to talk about today. We're talking to a guest, Jen. And the whole thing is about how you don't have to put on a fake face and it's totally fine to just be like, this stinks. I'm not into it. I hate where, where I am right now. How do I fix it? Like, it's great to have the circle that we do to just be honest about it. Yes. 
But now, of course, there's those people who aren't right. So that are uh-huh. living in the cloud and the misery and they're just putting on kind of like this fake face yes. and this fake front. And they're posting pictures that are like, everything is great. And I love parenting and I love being a partner and I love living where we live yeah. when in reality it could just be crumbling in the background. I, I always say that people who are putting that up all the time, like everything's great, everything's great it, in behind the scenes they're falling apart there's no way there like is people no who way. put that they love their spouse so much all the time like on yes. instagram and facebook i'm like what really it's like no not all the like, time yeah <laughs> like you're not saying that we don't love do our need? spouses for no, the record because we do but like yes who are but you trying everybody, to convince everybody has a netflix murder reality yes. show that yes. they're going to be the star of in their head yes <laughs> we'll use this for a court case someday I'm sure. Be like, uh, Your Honor, Exhibit A, podcast number 7762. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie clearly was going to murder her husband. That's it. She said she didn't love him. That's it. Horrible. I'm not, I'm hoping never to star in a Netflix reality oh God, show no. about murder. That would be no, bad. No, not about murder. Maybe about winning the lottery. <gasps> My lottery dream home. Yes. Yes. Or what about, what about that faking it show, the, the baking one? Oh, I don't really watch those. The kids. I don't do either, watch. but I see like the thingy yeah. scroll. All right. But nothing beats Lauren. What show oh is the God. best reality show Love that's Island. ever existed? <laughs> Not Love Island. The okay, cert- although it's up there. Lo- there's a lot. The cert- no, Lauren. It's one that will live in infamy. That oh. maybe <gasps> nailed it, but not nailed it. They, there's two nailed it. Yes. There's the one that, that that is like Googling they do the, the the cake decorating thing called nailed it, but then there's the nail nailed it, and the nail nailed it one blows oh it out God. of the. I think there was one season with like four episodes, and you made us watch all of them on a flight. Okay, it's literally called nailed it. It's from, it's a 2018 reality show. Horrible. Lauren, guess how many seasons there were? Two. I'm gonna say two. Um, seven. 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 I could probably get through the four episodes you made us watch. It was horrible. It was like torture. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Maybe that is the other nailed it. Hold on. I think that's the other nailed it. Remember classic classic? Yes. If anyone's listening to this podcast, please Google nailed it, the nail reality show. And I do apologize for the torture that you're going to observe. I know why. Okay, here's what it is. It's nailed N-A-I-L apostrophe D. Mm-hmm. It. Yes. So it's, and it was on an oxygen. And the first thing, it was a quick try challenge is what they called it. Lauren, that was the best. I don't care what anybody says. Hands down, iconic television, nailed N-A-I-L apostrophe D. Not the other one. That's a Netflix. Okay, that I don't think. You want to torture your friends, make them watch that on a flight. Where were we going? It's only Kirsten season Kekos. one. We were, we were. By the you way, there's like, one season. Oh, I downloaded season. this great show. Let's watch it. <laughs> it's really a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, guys. One season you could buy all the episodes for twelve ninety nine. Is it worth twelve ninety nine? No. You could buy one episode for two ninety nine. That I would say, try it. See what's there. <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah. So you could uh, watch that. But that's like we never discussed that with the girls. No, we really should. That's got to go. That's got to go on the list. And we could be like, this show stinks. That's what we're going to say. This show stinks. Everybody watch it. (laughs) Nailed it. Oh, my gosh. By Adrian Ballone from The Real. I don't know, even know who she is. I'm sorry, no. a- Adrian. I apologize. I'll message you on Insta after this. But yeah, it's from 2014. Totally worth a watch. And yes. And so today, that is what the topic is, is that it's okay to say things stink. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay for all of that. So are you ready to meet Jen? I am. All right, guys. Here's my friend, Jen. And remember, you're going to be okay. Jen, my sister from another mister. Indeed. Hello. Jen, why didn't nobody tell us the truth when we were expecting? Why does it have to be that everybody 
tells you, oh, it's going to be great. Everything is going to be great. But that's not the case for everybody. But then when it's not the case for everybody, we feel like we did something wrong or we're the wrong people. So, Jen, tell us about your story into twin motherhood and what brings you into our wonderful podcast house today. Well, first, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Um, So I am Jen. I am mom to nine-year-old twins, Jake and Rachel. And, um, you know, kind of my journey, my story is, um, you know, my husband and I met, got married, wanted to have kids, took us some time to have kids, um, had a little intervention on having the kids. And lucky enough, oh, you're having twins, great. Not for a second when I was pregnant did I panic? Did I get worried? Did I think this was going to be anything I couldn't handle? I was, you know, in my opinion, I was well-versed in kids. I was always, the nature of my job was I was always around kids. I had a young niece, like I got this. So I have my kids. Great, great. My son was, was my big boy. He was 5'10". My daughter was 3'11". She wound up in the NICU for eight days, had it become a chubby four pounds, and then she was able to leave the NICU. So we were very lucky and very fortunate with that. But so here I am home with these babies. I didn't think to hire help, get help. I was like, I got this, like no problem. And about 24 hours in, woof, I, I was slammed in the face and I didn't recover for two years. Um, yeah. So, you know, to your point, right? Um, we're lucky, right? We've got twins and it's great. And, and you got that. And logic fine but then there's the harsh reality mm-hmm. of having twins the lack God. of sleep the trying to feed the getting them on schedules the ones off the schedule and then you know as, as you and i had spoken about a little bit prior everyone coming to you mm-hmm. and telling you how lucky and how kind of telling you how you should be feeling versus how you're actually feeling And I think to me, that was even harder than handling my two babies, Mm. you know, people coming and, and, oh, this is the best. This is the greatest. And I I actually remember sitting in the living room. I don't remember who was coming to visit, but saying how, you know, how lucky we were in the babies and this. And I was looking at them and I started, I I was kind of like, you know, (laughs) lacking sleep and out of my mind. I was looking at them and trying to have them hone in on my brainwaves that I'm like, I'm dying. Like I'm suffering. Great. This is, this is not great. Um, and then, you know, no one picking up on the cues that I was trying to give everyone just, I, I think I played it off really well because my kids were fed, they were bathed, they were dressed, they were, you know, um, but I was miserable, just (sighs) miserable. Jen, I would love to say that you're the first person that has ever told me (laughs) that they tried to communicate using telepathy. However, (laughs) It's you're not. (laughs) It's one of those things that I always I wish that there was like a way that we could telepathically let each other know or send out some kind of like signal to other twin parents in the area that just says like we're not okay too. And it's not only twin parents. I shouldn't say that we're not the only ones. We're not exclusive to new parenting misery. There's a lot of us out there. Now, do you think, Jen, that... (laughs) A, I'm going to give you an A, B, and C. Do you think that A, the reason was because it is the perfect poop storm that you were in caring for two babies? Was it B, that you thought that parenting was going to be different, therefore you set yourself up for failure, basically, by thinking it it was that? Or was it C, that you had guilt because everybody mm. is telling you that it's supposed to be great and it wasn't. It was a combination, but that guilt piece, I mean, dare I say B and C, you know, like, yes, it's a poop storm. hundred percent. Got it. B and C. I set myself, I set my bar. I don't know who I thought I was. I set my bar like an impossible bar and I wasn't coming close to meeting it. And then see yeah. the guilt um, and the expectations and you know you're you can't help your home with kids you're going on social media a little bit you're seeing all these like stories and images and you can't help but see these things yeah. and say 
what is wrong with me? I, I'm not even close to this. And, and like, again, like running in the field with my baby, like what? Oh like if I got a shower every day, that was an accomplishment. And it just made me feel worse about myself where, you know, now nine years later, you could take a step back and be like, you know, I was doing a damn good job. Like yeah. my kids, like they were okay. I was getting it done. I didn't necessarily feel the best. Um, and it's sloppy. It, it's totally sloppy, right? Parenting multiples. But um, if someone would have kind of just said that to me, maybe, mm-hmm. or said, you know, don't, don't look at social media or yes, this is horrible. And it's okay to say this is horrible. We're all in the same boat. I think it would have felt better. I think it, Agreed. I would probably give myself a little more of a break. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm right there with you. It's it's why when whenever I'm t- like teaching class, I say, you know what? Don't go on Google. Just stay on our page. That's it. Yeah. Just come to Twiniversity. We are a safe portal for you to come visit. It's the reality. And yeah, there's success stories. I mean, let's not, let's call it like we see it. Not everybody is miserable. There are people sure. who have just a wonderful time. However, the majority, in all sincerity, <laughs> if even if they're telling you it's great, it's probably not. Is that horrible to say? And now, if you're listening to this and you're like, Nat, that's it. I'm pressing stop. I love you. Press stop because that's what this episode is about. If you're having a good time, we're not yucking your yum. We're really happy for you. But for those of you that are out there that are listening, that's saying, oh, my God, Jen and Nat totally get it. They understand me. That's what it is. This is Jen. Why can't people do this? Right. So now you got your mom hat and then you got your therapist hat. Right. How? What the heck is wrong with us? What the heck is wrong with us? I think it's that, you know, there's the difference between reality and kind of this fantasy, right? And we all kind of aspire to this, or we have this idea of what it should be. Yeah. And it's not matching what our reality is. And then, like you said, then these feelings of you're not capable, you're not competent, like you're not living up to. And so instead of saying, you know, it's not me. It's a situation. This is hard stuff. You kind of tend to take it upon yourself that it it must be me because everybody else seems to get it in check Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not. And so, you know, with that comes really these just (laughs) feelings of just being inadequate and you're not, you're not, it's just, this is hard, but no one has kind of given you the space to be authentic about it, to be real about it, to let it out. Like, doesn't make you a bad parent by saying, this sucks, I hate yeah. this. No, that's real. And you're allowed to say that. You know, you could say, I love my kid and I hate this moment. That's okay. Truth. Yeah. This yep. could be and our I church. Again, I want to be like, I seriously. <laughs> well, so I, I kind of say, you know, as a therapist, I kind of pivoted and included this in my work, right? And so new mom support groups, parenting groups, parent coaching. Again, it's kind of giving a mom, dad, parents, whomever, yeah. a safe space, non-judgmental safe space to let it out. Yeah. Right? You want to work on goals? We'll work on goals. You just need to vent. I got gotcha, you, right? It's okay. I love therapy, man. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the best. I keep like a, a note list here of actually their post-its of things that I have to bring up to my therapist. And I'm like, oh, don't forget to tell her about this. I'll be like, I had this dream. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? As if it's going to turn into like some Freudian situation. And she's like, I don't know what you want from me, Nat. I'm like, right. everything, Angelica. I also yeah. was thinking that truthfully, why can't we tax adopt therapy? Because it is like business coaching. Why is isn't that a tax deductible thing going out there on a limb? But I, I really, I do think that everybody should be in some kind of therapy and it doesn't have to be with like somebody with letters after their name. It could be somebody that you feel safe speaking to. Yeah. And maybe it's not your partner because a lot of times people don't go to their partner because they don't want to admit to their partner that they feel like a failure because then all the partners are going to say is how do you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? You're doing great. Right. Everything is great. Why can't you just be happy for a second? So yeah. God bless our partners. They're yes. wonderful. But sometimes you just need to talk and you say, you need somebody to say, you're right. You're just right. Okay. Now, Jen, yeah. we know that 
we know that we're in this kind of storm. And now we've acknowledged the fact that things aren't the way we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Right. And so what we have a podcast that I got to remember who it was. And somebody always said, maybe it was this woman, Fran, I got to go back and lust, listen, but uh-huh. she said, you have to stop shooting on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. In the way that things should be. And that was a real big record scratch for me, yeah. not only in just my life as a, a human, but like as a woman and as a parent and Instead of me thinking, oh, this is the way things should be for my twins, or this is the way it should be for my home, we have to just get rid of that. That was a very big thing for me to kind kind of come to that realization that there is no such thing as a should, because that's somebody else's reality. That's not mine. Yeah. What other things could people do or what other mantras could we say when we realize that it's okay to not be okay? What are some things that we could do to make ourselves feel either validated or even better, dare I say? Even better. You know, so I I always, and it's such like a basic thing to say, like kind of my inner monologue dialogue was always like, all right, you got this, you got this. And that kind of like allowed myself to kind of push through a little bit, but also to kind of own that, this is messy and it's okay. Um, and you just kind of keep pushing through. I say, just when you think you can't, mm-hmm. you can and you will, right? You kind of roll those sleeves up and you get dirty and you get through it and you come out the other side. I think I love that you shouldn't should um, because that too, again, kind of having these false illusions of what we think it's going to be or what it should be. And then reality comes crashing down and <laughs> they don't kind of, they're not, you know, on equal playing field, you know, so, excuse me, some advice that I do give new moms and, and it's, this is like basic advice, right? Um, what I found was helpful to me is one, get out every day. Mm-hmm. I found um, being outside, being in the world, you know, putting those kids in the stroller. There's such great weather here. It doesn't make a difference if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's raining, you can get out. I said, the moms in Scandinavia are going out in blizzards. We can handle it here. Yeah. So get out. It makes you feel like you're part of the world. Um, Connecting with other new parents, I found to be really, really helpful. But again, the parents, and you don't know until obviously meet them, but the parents who kind of going through the similar situations than you who are maybe having the struggles the same as you. I remember I met two other twin moms, literally we were walking up and down the same streets in Brooklyn day in and day out. And we all would shoot. And, you know, clearly we had twins. We had the double strollers. Um, we would shoot each other. These like very intense kind of looks like I, I gotcha. I feel it. And eventually we stopped, we started talking and we became friends and, and, you know, the kids became friendly, which is really cool. So kind of, you had like, your team, your people, your anchor, mm-hmm. the people that you could turn to, to kind of be free with what you were feeling or saying. Um, and then too, like I said before too, like the social media piece, mm-hmm. I say, get off social media, but stay social. If that makes sense. I'm going to know social media is big and, you know, a lot of our work is generated through social media. And I, I recognize that. And, and there's a place for it. Um, but it's also a place that could really make you feel bad. Yeah. So I kind of encourage new parents, like maybe put it on hold for a little bit or only go to, you know, platforms that you know are going to be helpful mm-hmm. to university, right. That's going to give you like the, the information that maybe you need and the support that you need and, and the camaraderie that you need in that moment versus seeing somebody else who's telling you, I had twins three weeks ago and I'm back to my size two yeah. pants, not helpful. Right. So all those little areas, um, I kind of encourage and and stress that, you know, maybe it'd be helpful to get through the time. That's really a hard time. (laughs) I'm going to say something that's going to be an unpopular opinion, but whatever. Welcome to my world. Okay. (laughs) Something that's really, really aggravating the crap out of me is there are people on social media that are now posting images of, I want to like say air quotes, reality, Mm -hmm. but it's really not. And it's, I can't, I don't want to call anybody up by name, but there is a a big celebrity that just had twins Mm -hmm. 
And I was very thrilled that she was going to be part of our kind of family here. And I actually think that she's doing a very poor job representing us because Mm -hmm. she's one of those people that was like, this is reality. This is my real. And she's trying to be real. And so you kind of get sucked in and being like, oh, my God, she's one of us. Like everything. Like, I'm glad that somebody's speaking out on that has such a big platform and it's actually not good. And so I was looking at it last night. I was like, please, I hope nobody's looking at this. Like, I hope nobody's like following her because this is just going to make people feel bad. And so I'm now, you know, I'm a big girl now. So my kids are going into college any second. And I have been there and I know how vulnerable people could be. So even if this is going to sound horrible, but I don't think you should follow any one person. I wish that there was like, I just don't think you should follow people. I think you can yeah. follow groups. You yeah. can follow nonprofits. You could follow something that's a voice of a people, not necessarily a people. Is that horrible, Jen? No, I, I, I salute you. I think that is great because I, exactly what you said, whoever this person is that you were talking about, I would gather that tons of people are following them. Mm. And it is just this false image of what life with twins mm-hmm. actually is mm-hmm. um, for whatever resources they have that most of us don't have, or who knows a whole, you know, array of different things that they're living that, you know, chances are the average person isn't. Um, it is not helpful. No, it's not helpful. It's harmful. It is harmful because it just makes you feel bad. And you're already dealing with lack of sleep and scheduling and your hormones and every other thing that you need to handle as a new parent. Um, And then to turn and see that again, it's just not realistic and harmful. It is. It really is. And another thing is, is there's another celebrity that just had a home birth with twins Mm -hmm. and is, you know, doing articles on how traumatic it was. And I want to say, what is going on here? Like, (laughs) What happened? What happened? We're not allowed to give birth in homes here in the United States to twins. So because she had the finances to do this, now regular people are going to think that they have the opportunity to do this. And however, at this time, at this taping in, you know, late what I don't even know, it's November that we're taping mm-hmm. this. You could be listening to this in 15 years from now, who knows? But at this time, that's not something that's really right. allowed because of the complications. And in the situations that you do get to have a home birth, sometimes it's because your hospital's too far away. Like there are people in like Montana that have home mm-hmm. births and there's people who were three hours away from a hospital. Sure. But even then they have ambulances outside of their house during labor. But nobody's talking about that. And I'm like, okay, now she's going to think, now here's where people who are pregnant with twins are going to be following her. And they're going to go, why? I always wanted a home birth. Why can't I have a home birth? And Jen, this is like what sets people up. And it goes back to that ABC that I talked about. This is kind of that B with the expectations that people have. And that when you try to live in somebody else's shadow, it it actually leads to more hurt. A hundred percent. And yet it's so hard to kind of, I feel for a lot of people to kind of stand their ground and figure out what's best for them and their family. Because again, there are all these outside influences and everybody has an opinion these days. Right. Um, And it's hard again, to kind of stay your ground. Like this, you know, this is what works for us and this is why, or you don't even need to justify this is why it's just as long as you're okay with it, then that's what works for you. Then great. So be it. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, having a baby, babies, um, there's so much out there. <laughs> like this is sometimes our tunnel vision yeah. would work best for you. Um, you know, even too, I go back to celebrities aside, just your own family and mm. their opinions and what they think you should. Oh, well, I did this this way. Well, you didn't have twins, so it was different. And, you know, parenting was different then too. And, and you know, again, kind of giving these new parents the encouragement to say, hey, if you're putting your kids on a schedule, that's mm-hmm. okay. Stick to the schedule. So you don't go to the dinner. You don't go, that's okay. This is what works for you. You have to stick with it because everyone's going to give you their opinion. And at the end of the day, you're the one left taking care of these babies. Yeah. You're the one who's going to be up if the babies, you know, are not 
sleeping because they got off their nap schedule or food schedule, whatever the case may be. Um, but again, trying to, you know, give parents like that encouragement that yeah. you're in charge here. You're in charge <sighs> here. Jen. Yeah. Jen, why can't yeah. we just go to everybody's house? Uh, trust me, I'm telling you. Just be like, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> it's Nat and Jen. We're here for an intervention. Get ready. You're doing a great job. It. You're literally doing fantastic. Look at you. Yes. Oh, I haven't washed my hair. Who has? Shut up. Like, let's get on. Let's go eat something. Let's have some right. fun. What's going to make you smile? Let's have a dance party. Let's have a yep. baby yep. dance party. So it's uh, really. 100%. I, I am knock on wood. I am very thrilled that I have a very weird family. And where other people use that word, I do know that other parts of that country, other parts of this country will use the word weird with a negative connotation. Sure. However, it is a super delicious word in our house. Like there is no need to be like anybody other than you. Period. Hard stop. Which when you get to the point where you're raising kids, you have to make sure that you really believe that. Because if you're not drinking that originality Kool-Aid, there's yeah. no freaking way you're selling it to the kids. Right. Yeah. And so Agreed. I'm with my mom is super duper weird. I am definitely not on, you know, raised on the same planet as most people. And I remember that that was a huge benefit when my kids were little because I would do things that nobody else would do. And mm. people would say, like, how could you do that? And I would say, what? Like, how could you not do that? Like, I would have wrestling matches with the twins when they were little, but they were like maybe a few months old. Like, honestly, Jen, they were so tiny. They didn't do anything. They were like potatoes. But I would make these fake wrestling videos and I would be Uh like, in one corner, we have John (laughs) Strassity. But he's like a little like four month old and he's like dribbling down his face. And these are things that I did to entertain myself so that I didn't go crazy. Although some people may say I was in the midst of going crazy. Hence why I'm (laughs) making these. But it's trying to find the fun and doing whatever you want to do. Like if you right. want to make a wrestling video, great. If you want to go out and you, you know, wear your pajamas outside, I'm totally down with that. You want to not go to Thanksgiving dinner because it's going to get the yeah. babies off the schedule. Delicious. Yeah. How do we convince new moms and new dads that they actually have the power to make these things happen? Well, that that's great. And, and power empowering them right empowering them and saying hey these are your kids right your parents already raised their kids the grandparents great this is now your immediate family you're in charge here right because at the end of the day you're going to be the one left responsible for however this all plays out it is okay to use your voice but i always just say yes it might ruffle some feathers but mm-hmm. it is okay. These are your kids. These are the decisions you are making that work best for your family at this moment. Oh, I love that. New parents don't realize that babies equal power. Yes. And yes. That the, per- the people who have the most babies hold the most cards. <laughs> and I don't know why nobody's using that. Like that you're is feeling, something. You're so tired. You're feeling powerless. And, <sighs> you know, you don't realize. Yes, you don't realize you're in that position. Um, so great. Yes. So yeah. great. All right, Jen, sit right there. And then when we come yep. back, I want to talk about that it's only too late if you don't start now. Okay. All right. This is great. where we're going to go with that. All right, guys. So sit okay. right there. We'll be right back with Jen. If you're currently expecting twins and you're freaking out, relax. I got you covered. Hey. It's me, Natalie Diaz of Twiniversity, and I want to tell you some good news. Our online class is now available on demand, which means you want to watch our class at two o'clock in the morning on a Thursday? Go for it. You want to watch it at 7 a.m. on a Saturday? Do it. Our online class is there for you. And if you're like, what are you going to cover, Nat? We have dozens upon dozens of topics, including what equipment you'll need when, what to pack for the hospital. We'll talk about twin-specific pregnancy concerns. We'll talk diapering tricks. We'll talk baby-proofing. We'll talk marriage. Yeah, we got you covered. So head on over to twiniversity.com slash classes and check out our on-demand classes today. 
All right, Jen. So I have this saying that it's only too late if you don't start now. I will tell you, I only listen to it about 2% of the time when I'm telling myself this. But for those parents that are out there listening and they're like, yes, okay, I feel a little bit better. I'm realizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, perhaps I'm in a circle of toxic positivity, which is a total Mm. freaking thing. I don't even know why we don't talk about that more. And it's, it's okay to not be okay. And I shouldn't be shooting on myself. Right. Right. How do we start fresh today? How do we start fresh today? Make one small change, start small, shift the dynamics, shift the narrative, change something that is bothering you. Um, You know, whether it is, I'm doing this because this is what works for me in the moment, Mm -hmm. or I'm not doing this because this does not work for me. Start small. Change is hard. I always say that, right? Change is hard. Change is uncomfortable. People don't like it. They, you know, you're not kind of fitting that mold that they're used to and they're, they're pushing back a little bit. But again, at the end of the day, this mm-hmm. is, this is your life, your kids, your family, and you need to do what's best for, you know, your, your family as a unit. Um, so again, start small, pick one mm-hmm. thing to change um, and, and see how it goes. And also kind of pairing with it, sometimes sitting in the discomfort is okay mm-hmm. as well. If that makes sense, feels a little mm-hmm. yucky, but you're like, I know why I'm doing it. Um, and build gradually. <sighs> I say this, this is a process, right? And know your why, mm-hmm. why is you doing something? Why you're not doing something? Own it and sit with it for a minute. Amen. And Amen. And guys, and that could mean a million different things, right? So it's yeah. sitting in the discomfort. Like that could mean you telling your grandmother to mind her own business in a really nice way. It could mean that you're going to stop breastfeeding because you hate it. Yeah. You know, which and it could be that you're not going to that wedding because you're not putting the babies on a flight and you're just not doing it. You know, it's not yeah. because of COVID or whatever. You're just like, mm, no. So it, it sometimes it is hard. Um, is it bad to have one person be the bad cop and one person be the good cop in a relationship? In terms of like the actual parenting or in terms of giving the messages to messages the outside. outside, not for the kids. Everybody should be the bad cop. That's the way that I, that I vote when it comes <laughs> to parenting. Just everybody needs to accept that you're not going to be loved 100 percent of the time. But this is when it comes right. to families like, you know, there's yeah. the whole thing about gatekeeping and being a protector. Do you think that it is an appropriate thing to do to kind of like assign yourself roles in your family and be like, all right, babe, you're the bad cop. I'm the good cop or vice versa. I, well, I think that kind of happens naturally, unfortunately, for better or for worse. Ideally, mm-hmm. I think if you and your partner or whomever can align, kind of present it together, we, right, use the we, this is how we feel. Mm-hmm. And then if necessary or needed, the person who maybe, you know, has like a little bit more empowerment at the moment yeah. can then kind of reinforce, you know, what's being said. And so I found with my husband and I, you know, we were very much on the same page, thank goodness, for, you know, saying no to certain things or, you know, look, we're doing this because this is what we need to do. And then I also then found that he was able to kind of take it like a little bit further and be like, no, 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 like yeah. kind of, you know, reinforce that like we're just not doing it. And if there's a yeah. problem, come to him. We've unified. We've given you our message. Anything, questions, go to him because I'm, I'm busy right now with the kids. Um, and that worked for us. Yeah. But I think if, um, you know, got bad cop, good cop, I think that really kind of can be a struggle. Um, and someone's kind of always vilified and then getting the the blame for not participating or making decisions that maybe it's not popular with the rest of the crew. Um, and I think it's a lot for a person to take on and it's not yeah. fair, right? We're allowed to choose our choice. We yes. are allowed to. You might not like it. You don't have to like it. Just respect it, you True. know? Um, and so again, you could align that's ideal. Um, but I understand it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. It's sometimes you know? people like, you know, your in-laws might only listen to your partner. 
Right. You know, they're not, right. they're going to dismiss you. And right. they'll say, oh, you know, she really doesn't mean that. Or, you know, it's just postpartum. Oh, don't even get me started. I can't Guys, please. It. Although uh, right. I will say that the postpartum period is a wonderful time to just make the poop hit the fan. Because you could like that whole that whole babies equals power thing. Like, I'm not kidding you. I think that the minute that people realize that you could say, hey, listen, this is not what's happening. And then I'm a big fan of guilt. I have to be honest, Jen, because that's what my family does to me. And so I throw uh, it back yeah. to them because yeah. I feel like that's a language that they speak. I'm not saying that you should do this for mm -hmm. everybody. But I will totally, I don't even know if it's passive aggressive, but I would have, when they were little, I would say things like, I know you wouldn't want us going out because it's going to snow this week. Like, I know you wouldn't want us coming to your house this right. weekend be because right, I'll just, right. let me just put the cart before the horse. Like, I see that this is going to be a thing for this weekend. Right. You know, I know you wouldn't want this. Or, you know, I know how many times you told me I should do this. So this wouldn't be the rule because it's, you know, the exception because it's you. Right. So right, right. I paid very close attention to the things that were said and I tried to use it against them as crappy as that was or genius. I don't know which one <laughs> it was, but for me, it was definitely like a self-preservation mechanism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, again, every family's different. Everyone's dynamics are different. It is okay to have boundaries. It yeah. is healthy, right? People don't know Again, that though, Jen. Honestly, you don't. say that, you say that like boundaries are a common thing with everybody, but they're not. There are people are who not. have such a gray line for so many years, you know, with right. everybody being in their business all the time. And it doesn't only have to be family members. It could be friends. It could be coworkers. 100%. It could be bosses. Yeah. It could be mentors. There are people who, who basically it's like, you know, the line is there, but they erased it. So there's just a hint of it left. And mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. if you've gone through an infertility process, you might've been oversharing for so long because you felt so much that it's yeah. very hard to be like, okay, I got to draw this line again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes, you're right. Boundaries are hard. I look, I'm a therapist. I'm almost 50 years old and I'm still working on establishing <laughs> boundaries in different realms of my life. So, right. I get it. It is a hard thing to do. And again, it is not popular for the people that you are kind of creating those boundaries with, but it is self-preservation. Mm -hmm. It is okay to say no. It is yeah. okay to say no, this yeah. is self-care. It's yeah. self-care saying this is not going to work for me. Um, but again, I do understand easier to say that than to actually establish it. Mm -hmm. it it's work. That takes a lot of work. And again, kind of knowing your why, going back yeah. to knowing your why, um, you know, and kind of continue to say, this is where I stand. This is where I stand. And yeah, you know, take it or leave it at some point. It's, it's the freaking truth. Man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. And like, these are all of the things that happen with new motherhood, right? You have mm -hmm. the, I'm not happy. I'm sleep deprived. Why is everybody telling me this is the best, you know, time in my life? How lucky am I that I have two? And then yeah. everybody's trying to get involved in your business. You're trying to set boundaries. You're trying to filter out the bad from the good and decipher the information that realistically you should take into consideration versus the showman crap that's out yes. there on the web. It's so overwhelming. It is so, you're trying to survive. Those yeah. beginning years, you were, forget about thriving, surviving. You just like want to get through each day. And yes, and all that crap that's out there, 99.9% .9 of it is not very helpful. And again, it's more harmful than helpful. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. And, and again, you know, having your kids are big now, my kids are getting big and you feel for these new parents who are mm -hmm. first going through this. And even too, I often, you know, bump into to parents pushing twins on the streets. And I always, I check in with them. I'm like this random person walking on the streets. It's hard for me, Jen. I keep my boundaries. I feel really bad yes. about that because I desperately, desperately, desperately want to be like, Hey, listen, I don't know if you know who I am. Google me quick. <laughs> yes. I'm not just a crazy person. But you right. and you know what I have noticed that because I have no boundaries, therefore my kids don't. Uh -huh. And that is that I realized that maybe I should have paid attention to this a little bit more early on when it comes to things like that, because now I'm having to 
have my kids like now that they have their own independent relationships like are Mm -hmm. they drawing appropriate boundaries where me and you could see like you know red light red light light, stop danger danger they're like oh i could save them or whatever because if you always keep accepting not the best things for yourself be it with your Mm -hmm. family be it the people around you if you always do that it's it basically sets your kids up to think that that's typical right right and when you're new when like if the thing is if we could realize that all eyes are on you from the jump yeah instead of having the guilt about being like hard stop like no i can't do this is there a way that perhaps we could shift it to say that I'm teaching my kids, even though they're only three weeks old, I am teaching yeah. my kids the right way to handle this situation. Is that possible? I mean, well, three weeks, right? Young, but I think, look, as parents, there's always teaching opportunities. Our kids are watching us at all times, right? And we're kind of leading the way and they're learning the good and the not so good and then everything in between from us. Um, but I think, yes, to, you know, to kind of, again, kind of be the self advocate for yourself. Um, and then when the kids are maybe a little bit bigger to turn and say, you know what, we're not doing this because again, keeping a kid friendly, right. And very like easy, basic language, you know, we're not doing this because we were too busy today. just doesn't work for us today we could do it another day. Mm -hmm. So you're letting the child know, you know, maybe why it is we're not going here or doing this or doing that. You're giving it very kind of clear, easy explanation Mm -hmm. and letting them know that doesn't mean no forever. Maybe somewhere down the road, we'll do it. So you're kind of, I guess, showing them that it is okay to say no, it doesn't work, but it doesn't mean that that's forever. Just at this moment, this is not what's working for us. And that's okay. Yes, a hundred percent. And what I meant before wasn't that I really mm-hmm. think that a three week old is paying attention. I meant <laughs> I meant more like metaphorically because yeah. I know as parents that we are much quicker to do things for our children than we are for ourselves. Yes. yes. That maybe if we could shift the mindset and say, I'm not doing this to protect me, I'm doing this to protect them, that maybe we would be more okay with creating a boundary or creating limitations right. or being easier on ourselves. Well, with that, yes, you, you can. I mean, if, if you're able to kind of get your mind to that, to mm-hmm. say, I'm saying no to this because I know I don't have enough energy for this. And also the energy yeah. that my kids need for me for, mm-hmm. you know, to take them here, do that. If you're able to kind of make that shift, then I think, Yes, you do feel better about establishing that boundary and kind of advocating for yourself because I suppose that way it takes away from any thoughts yeah. you might have of disappointing somebody and you're shifting it saying, no, this is for my kids. I'm going to mm-hmm. be more present for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think, yes, if you're able to kind of do that and, and view it that way, yeah then it might be easier to kind of implement more regularly. Sure. To me, it's always about like, how could we shift it so that it's going to actually work? Because we could sit here, you and I could sit here all day long, right? And we could say, listen, try this, think this, try to, you know, to, to change your mindset to this, go to sleep earlier. Don't look at social media. We could say all of this, but until somebody realizes that, okay, yes, this is bad. B, I want to change it because that's another thing. It's like I could talk to people to till they're blue in the face, but unless you're really ready and yes. you realize, right, that like in every 12 step, 10 step program, whatever the heck it is, the first step is mm-hmm. that admitting that there's a problem, right? So do you right. find that this is too overwhelming for you? Do you not want it to be overwhelming? Right. Because there's right. also people who love being the center of attention and being the the little circle of misery that goes around and everybody pays attention to them and says, poor you, poor you. There's people who feed on that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's how you get fed, I'm cool with it. I'm down. If you're happy, I'm happy. But if you're not happy and you want to make the changes, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I really, I always think it's such a stupid, stupid saying, but it's like, how do you eat an elephant? 
one bite at a time. (laughs) Right. It's the same thing. If you want to make a change and you're tired of being upset and you're tired of being miserable, I'm going to touch on some of the things that you said already and then Mm -hmm. add in the stuff that I forgot. Okay. All right. So if we realize that this is a crappy reality of motherhood and we're miserable, we could a find people and surround ourselves with uh, people that are in the same situation as us. Ideally, twin parents should have at least one set of uh, twin friends, whether it's virtual, in person, whatever. And I'll throw myself out there. That's why we have freaking monthly meetings, guys. Like, no joke. We're not doing the monthly meetings for us. Me and Lauren know everything that we talk about monthly. It is really for you guys to connect and find other people. So finding your kind of tribe, right? Yeah. Then yeah. the second thing is, is accepting that you are not okay. And it is okay to not be okay. That you do not have to, you know, buy into this joyous motherhood celebration if you don't feel it. It's okay not to feel it. The third thing was, is that if people are throwing things at you, and I really do enjoy the toxic positivity saying, because I never knew that that was a thing. But if you're tired of people saying, oh, you're so lucky, whatever, whatever, you could drink it in, but don't let it sink. You could be, you could be there, but you don't have to believe it. If you don't believe that things are okay and you don't feel happy, don't feel miserable because you should be happy. It's okay to not feel what the rest of the world thinks that you should be feeling. The next thing is, is that you really should make sure that you are setting clear boundaries and only doing the things that are going to benefit you, your partner, and your children, your little core. It doesn't have to be all the people that are around you. You can't please everybody. My husband literally has a shirt that says, I can't please everybody and today's not your day. So... (laughs) I love that. He's the best. And that's just him. And he'll wear that for anybody any day. It's never anybody's day. But what are, am I missing something that new parents could do if they feel miserable to just perhaps make themselves feel a little bit better? No, I think, I think you just reviewed and hit everything right on the head. I, I think that's, that's really it. Um, you know, um, I think, uh, just kind of piggybacking something you had said about like getting help and you know, whatnot it's, you have to be in the place where you want to get mm-hmm. the help, right. Kind of acknowledging like, this is crappy. I want this to change until that point. That's okay. If you're continuing through and you're okay with it, so be it, you know, that's fine. But I think, I think you just reviewed a really good. List. I'm a good note taker. Jen, I you're have to excellent. say, well done. I'm a well good done. student. And the yeah. baby's equals power is what I wrote yeah. down. Yeah, the baby's equal power. Yeah, that's yep. it. And but... also, too, just you have a voice. You have a voice. Oh, Jen, come on, we're gonna, well, guys. Um, Jen and I will be going door to door around the country, coming to <laughs> save you. A town near you. It's horrible. There was. I did a podcast the other day with this woman in California, and I got off the podcast, um, and I called my husband, and I'm like, "Babe, I have to go to California," and he said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I have to go help her." And he's oh. like, Nat, you can't go help her, Nat. We have things that we we are we cannot do this. And it hurts me. Like because I for you guys that are listening, and a lot of you who meet me in person, be it at local events or wherever, everybody says, I feel like I know you. And mm, I, yeah. I say to them, You do because you do. <laughs> so I may not yeah. know you. But I wear my heart on my sleeve. I really do try to save everybody. I, Jen, could you're listening to this, but Jen, could you read what this says? It's going to be written backwards for you. It says, says, what is my role? What is my role? It is on a post-it that is next to me because I am the queen of no boundaries. And so (laughs) I had to think about what is my role in this this parent in California? What is my Mm -hmm. role in that? Can I really just up and abandon my family, despite the fact that I have the miles to do it and wouldn't even have to to pay for a flight? But my role was that I did find her 
support organizations in her local area. Yeah. And I did find other people in her area that I yeah. could pass the ball to. So right. I have a very, very hard time. And when you guys call me and you're struggling with new parenthood, people also, Jen, they always think like the number on the Twiniversity site, it's actually my cell mm-hmm. phone. And nobody believes that. Like they think we're like a corporate headquarters. And so sure. sometimes people will call and they'll be like, can I speak to somebody in the classes department? And I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> classes department? Like, what do you think we are here? We're just, it's just I... me and a few other twin moms. But if you need support and you're feeling like I'm super miserable in parenthood and I hate this, it's cool. We're down with it. We support your misery. Come play in our sandbox of misery. We're down with it. But at the end of the day, we promise you, you're going to leave laughing because that is, that's what has to happen. And that's the best part about having twin parent friends. Jen, when you had, when they they were little and you made friends with those people, didn't Mm -hmm. you feel like so much of the pressure was off if you had play dates? Oh my God. Absolutely. Oh, that was the best because it was <sighs> so it. universally sloppy. Yes, it was it just was a mess. You didn't need to feel like it needed to be perfect. And this, the kids were all over the place and it was okay. I actually, I remember taking my kids um, when they were really little to a music class and we live over in Brooklyn and, and they call it like Brownstone, Brooklyn, the Eric's is all Brownstones. And to get to this music class, you had to go up a flight of steps up to this brownstone everyone's going with their singleton baby Mm -hmm. you know no disrespect to the singletons and here i am with a stroller and two babies i was like are you kidding me right now and these classes were miserable for me because i was (laughs) by the time i came in there it was like a full contact sport and i had two kids going a thousand places and everyone just sat there with the kids you know in their lap and yes when you're around (sighs) other twin parents it's freeing. It is freeing. Oh. And you need that. Find your tribe. It, it, they are there. They are there. Oh, um, and they understand in a way that no other people do. Oh, my God. I'm laughing so yeah. hard because I remember that when the twins were little, we went to a music class because I feel like I don't know. I don't know if the rest of the world does this, but here in New York, I don't know if it's because our communities are weird and you know, our little town has nine and a half million people that it's it's hard yeah. to just connect with people. But I remember when I went to a music class first, I cursed my whole way there. And then there was oh, an yeah. elevator that I didn't fit in. So I had to leave yep. the stroller downstairs and then take <sighs> the kids in. And then during the music class, my son would just hide under the chairs and that my daughter would try to kibosh people with the shaky eggs. And then mm-hmm. there were other sets of twins <laughs> in this class. And I remembered that we all just decided like three weeks in, like F this, we're out of here. We're going to yeah. buy ourselves some shaky eggs on Amazon because <laughs> why the hell are we spending the money on this anyway? Exactly. And we just went to somebody's house each week. The kids just sat and we had like pretend, you know, music class. And then we yeah. just had some coffee. We had some snacks. The kids were a hot mess. Nobody like yeah. our kids were usually in pajamas. Like we yeah. didn't even get oh, them yes. dressed to go. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. That was the uh-huh. best. That was Telling the best. You, you need other twin parents. It was yeah. not only twin. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say, I raise you a triplet family. Throw some Ooh. of those in the mix. If you uh, could find one of those, I had two. We had two triplet Ooh. families that we played with when we were little. We had like steady triplet girl play dates. And then we had uh, two boys and a girl. So it was uh-huh. really, really great because yeah. then I was like, okay, I am clearly winning parenthood for the first time. Like I felt like (laughs) twins are miserable. Exactly. Jen, Jen, this has been so great and so enlightening. And I pray that everybody that's listening to this really starts picking up what we're putting down here. Absolutely. Same, same. No, this is terrific. And and again, I think Twiniversity is such a great um, company resource uh, outlet for, for parents of twins on a whole host of topics and support. So I, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. cause Thank God you. knows us when parents need it. Truth, man. <laughs> so, truth, yeah. truth, truth, truth. Yes. And guys, if you need anything from me, if you need things from Jen, we're going to put all Jen's links in the show notes. So make sure that you keep stalking Jen. And if you need anything from her, She's one of us, guys. Just go and hunt her. That's how it goes. If you leave, <laughs> we live to help each other because yeah. nobody paid attention to us, or I should I shouldn't speak for Jen, but I'm gonna say we suffered through so much that we didn't have to. Have to that yeah. The, re- yeah. the best redeeming factor of that is that we could help you not suffer. 
Exactly. The least we could do, right? We pass it on. We didn't know. Pay it forward. (laughs) Pay it forward. It's the freaking truth. All right, guys. So if you need anything from us, you know where to find us. You can email community at twiniversity.com. If you need me or if you can't find the show notes and you're watching this on YouTube or whatever, I don't even know where you see this, but go and uh, send us some messages because we really do want to make sure that you're getting support you need. And like I said, during the show today, we really do. We have a Twiniversity meetup once a month. It's hosted by a twin-specific lactation counselor. She's a mom of twins. She is mm-hmm. a postpartum doula. She is, uh, in her former life, she was a social worker. I mean, you can't do better than Lauren. And so for the whole year, it's going to be me and Lauren. We have some set topics each month, but they're very wiggly. But just show up and just be a part of our crazy community. And if you need a scholarship to the membership, I'm down with that too, man. Don't think that I'm sitting here trying to save money to buy my kids giraffes that's not the goal of twiniversity it's to make sure that you have a better parenting experience whatever that means to you so until next time guys i'll see you later alligators thanks for being a part of our family